Welcome to all of the things. Since all of you have been busy with your own things this week, we've rounded up anything and everything that's making major headlines and filling your news feeds. I'm Fumi Akinyade. And I'm Jenny Churchill. And we're about to break down all of the things. What's up, guys? Happy Thursday. Yeah, we switched it up, trying something new. Uh, Jenny, before we get into anything, why don't you tell us what your thing is this week? What's new in your life? You may have seen that one of my favorite shows of all time, The X-Files, is back. (laughs) Like, I could not be any more happier. But here's the thing. There was an X-Files-related story that really pissed me off. (laughs) Just in time for the new episodes, the CIA put a blog post up saying, Take a peek into our X-Files. Hey, look at the CIA having a blog. They hip. Yes. They don't need okay. to be hip. This is this is what Grindsman cares about. It Like, they're paying someone money uh-huh. to do, like, CIA PR. It's probably just like, an intern. I bet it's some, like, PR agency that costs a bajillion dollars. But, like, what a waste of taxpayer money. Seriously. Like, CIA, please stop. Just go <laughs> back to being the shadowy shady government agency do it without a self-esteem problem but right. i don't like you i don't want to like you my thing of the week is macklemore everyone's favorite white rapper release a new song he's calling it white privilege i have not listened to it i'm just really bothered by it because i just feel like ever since he um took rap album of the year away from kendrick lamar he feels like he has to like make it up to the black community and get them to like support his career which is news to Macklemore never gonna happen no so like the entire song I guess is him calling out like the fact that as a white male he's had certain things in life that other people so yeah it has a good message yada 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 but I still am just like ugh, ew get away from me I just feel like he's trolling me low-key it's like, like he's trying too hard yeah you're trying that's what it is it just feels like yeah. you're trying too hard like chill out dude Macklemore is he's still trending he's still a thing but there's something else that's still a thing this week Jenny what is it This week, the standoff at a wildlife refuge in Oregon that's been moseying along since the beginning of January. Yeah, it's going on for a minute. Yeah, it finally reached a breaking point. But before we get to that, let me get you up to speed about what's going on there. January 2nd, members of an armed militia led by Imam Bundy began an occupation of a federal wildlife refuge in protest of federal land ownership in the state and the sentences of a father and son who committed arson on federal land. So, basically, the standoff went on all month with law enforcement and even locals who agree with the militia on principle, but not in practice, growing weary. Mm. Everybody was over it. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah, because it was like, you've been here for about a month now. Let's move on. So, fast forward to Tuesday when Ammon and other leaders were stopped by the feds while on their way to a community meeting and basically the details are a little murky at this point but the stop resulted in the arrest of Ammon and seven militia leaders as well as the death of Arizona Ranger Robert Lavoie Finnicum who apparently resisted arrest they're saying he resisted arrest why deadly force was necessary Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure they were armed to the teeth as far as we know so Well, those arrested are facing felony charges of conspiracy to impede officers of the United States from discharging their official duties through the use of force, intimidation, or threats. As of Wednesday, some members of the militia were continuing the occupation, but Ammon's attorney 
read a statement from the militia leader. He urged them to go home with their families and to let things play out in court. Three militia members actually took Bundy's advice and turned themselves in. Uh, so they are now under arrest facing uh, similar charges. So I'm glad that seems to be almost over. So let's move on to our new things. Our first new thing of the week is the Zika virus, and apparently it is spreading, quote, explosively, which that just sounds creepy. The Zika virus is the mosquito-borne virus and has been linked to brain damage in thousands of babies in Brazil, and the World Health Organization is saying that it's likely to spread in all countries in the Americas, excluding Canada. Fucking Canada always. Wait, is that not the weirdest thing? <laughs> Canada and Chile. And that's because um, they are lacking the type of mosquitoes that actually carry the virus. Now, so far it's spread to 21 countries and territories in the Americas. And just yesterday, the first case in Los Angeles was reported from a teen who had traveled to El Salvador. The director general of the World Health Organization, Margaret Chan, said, quote, the level of concern is high as is the level of uncertainty, so I don't feel any safer. A lot of countries have no idea how to how to deal with this crisis. Some of them are encouraging their the women living in the countries to put off getting pregnant, El Salvador being one of them. They've actually said, could you actually not get pregnant for till 2018? So two <laughs> years, try your hardest not to have a baby. But yeah, this is, like I said earlier, it's spreading explosively. They're saying they think that there could be three to four million cases within the year. Well, I mean, now I, I was reading something that now this is like spurring development of a vaccine or oh, treatment or something. And I was like, now it's everywhere. Like, why were we not doing that before? What are you talking about? I don't know. I guess it's been around for a while, but it just had never become such a huge outbreak. And now it's Oh, like, you mean it wasn't a threat to America it, until now? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of trying to keep things out of your country, Denmark has a new disgusting way repulsive. to try to keep refugee numbers in the country low. On Tuesday, the Danish parliament passed a law that allows Danish police to take refugees' personal valuables. Lawmakers hope that the measure, and this is the part that blows my mind, they hope the measure will make Denmark a less appealing place for refugees. Denmark is a country which until now has been known for its generosity with world aid. And what they're planning on doing is auctioning off those items to help pay for the upkeep of asylum seekers. So yeah, you're fleeing the murderous, terrifying conditions of a war-torn country and you, your refuge strips you of like your last remaining dignity, your last possessions of any monetary or sentimental value, like how is that okay? I don't know. And I was reading up on this, and they're just saying like, well, like you know, we provide all of them with healthcare, education, shelter. Da -da -da. I'm like, thank you, but you realize when I come to a new country as a refugee, I'm starting off from scratch. Yeah. So I need everything I can possibly have. So no, please don't steal my grandmother's necklace or what. Like, what are you? I know. This is just, this was actually repulsive. Can you imagine if this was like back in the day and, and these were, you know, Holocaust That was victims. the first thing I thought of. Like people fleeing the Holocaust and then it's like, oh, hey, uh, we need that painting you brought with you that's been in your family for a thousand years. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was disturbing. You know, our next international news is actually, 
I actually think it's a good it's a good thing. I'm 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 in support of it. Um, just in time for this year's Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, the International Olympic Committee has changed their guidelines and are now allowing transgender athletes to compete in the Olympics without undergoing sex reassignment surgery. But before we get to too excited. The guidelines are simply recommended actions. They're not rules or regulations, but they are expected to be applied this year when it comes to the Summer Olympics. I was really surprised that this story didn't get more attention this week, Mm -hmm. Um, just because there's so many hateful people out there who, like, for some reason, really, really care if a trans person runs in a race with people of another sex. It's always weird to me because I always feel the people who are hating the most aren't athletes. Yeah, it's like, so oh, I'm like, why the fuck? Like, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah, let's let's see you watch, or let's see you run 400 meter hurdles, like, it's please. So such bullshit. Well, anyways, our next story doesn't care if you're a man or a woman. Uh, if you've got a face, it's for you. <laughs> okay, I'm in it. <laughs> A new drone is hitting the consumer market, and it's being dubbed the selfie drone because it can fly itself and has smile-detecting technology, so it can take the perfect selfie. This is disgusting. So, like, the angle... This is actually two things I hate the most, selfies and drones. (laughs) It's flying through the air, and it has a perfect angle to hide not just one, but all of your chins (laughs) in your selfie. It's perfect. Um, It's so so terrible. It's called the Own a Go Fly, that's and a- it is small enough that you don't need to register it with the FAA. So that's a plus. Can you imagine, so like Jenny's down? But can you imagine, like <laughs> sending the radar. sending in the, the FAA registration? Yes, I would like to register my selfie drone. Thank you. But it has Wi-Fi, so it can stream directly to your mobile device, and it's only going to set you back two hundred bucks. This is so unnecessary. So I know you think the selfie drone is a good idea. But I've got something that is a bad idea for the entire country. And it's coming straight from the mouth of Maine's governor, Paul LePage. While the country is struggling with one of the worst drug crises in history, the governor seems to believe that he has the fix for all our drug problems. He wants to bring back the guillotine for drug traffickers. By that, I mean he wants to bring back public execution. He said this during a radio interview while discussing how legislative proposals to increase prison sentences for drug traffickers just don't go far enough. Right. But you know what will? Chopping off someone's head in front of a crowd of people. This isn't the first. Uh, earlier, he had a huge controversy over comments he made about drug dealers impregnating white women, um, which is the worst thing you could ever do as a human, apparently. Clearly. Uh, he said, quote, with the name D-Money, Smoothie, Shifty. And I asked, who are your drug dealers? Because <laughs> mine do not have, I mean, others that I know do not go by this name. I don't buy drugs. <laughs> These type of guys, they come from Connecticut, huge place for drug dealers. Also <laughs> black like, people. What are you talking about, I don't about, even dude? know what he's talking about. They come from Connecticut and New York. Uh, they come up here. They sell their heroin. They go back home. And half the time, they impregnate a young white girl before they leave. Like, where does he, sorry, where does he think these drug dealers are coming from? Greenwich? I don't, I have (laughs) no fucking idea. And I wonder if he would have felt this way if they're impregnating a young black woman or if that's okay, as long as it's not white. Here's the thing. This guy is a joke. That statement in itself, I think, sheds a lot of light onto just the mental capacity that he has to talk about tough issues. Yeah, and the misunderstandings Um, that go on when it comes to, like, how to actually stop the drug problem. And also, not even just to stop the drug problem, understanding what the drug problem is. Listen, buddy, drug traffickers 
aren't who you think they are. Honestly, they're often non-conspicuous white people <gasps> who get in over their heads or have a problem themselves. Why, you might ask, would drug traffickers be non-conspicuous white people? Because guess what? Black people and other people of color get pulled over all the damn time. So who do you want running your drugs over state lines? White Not people. Not Okay? So that's number one. Second, another thing he said was that before he got to the guillotine, mm -hmm. right, he said that he wanted to inject these people with the same drugs that were killing the people of Maine. So you want to inject the people who are the cause of the heroin epidemic in America. Dumbest idea I've ever heard of, but keep going. Fine. Yeah, let's do that. Let's parade out the executives of Big Pharma. How about we do that? Because if you really want to talk about who's behind the heroin crisis in America, it's the executives who have gotten rich off over-prescriptions for pain pills in this country, which then leads to a heroin addiction because it's cheaper and more readily available. So I think that might be a solution. And honestly, if we're going as far to, to bringing out the guillotine, then how about the first people in line are the morons like you, LePage, who can't <laughs> see that the war on drugs is an epic failure. And people who keep pushing for these kinds of things are perpetuating things like mass incarceration, which only exacerbates the problem and doesn't solve anything. It defies logic and it shows just such a complete inability to understand addiction and its causes. With the way things are going in our government, his idea doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. I can easily see other idiots who run our country falling in line with that. And Who could you be talking about? Well, speaking of Donald and his ridiculousness, let's get into our political things. Now, we can only hope and pray that there will come a day where Donald Trump will become a thing of the past. Doesn't look like today is that day, and he is still making headlines. This time, it's because of his announcement that he will not be participating in tonight's Republican presidential debate. Now, his reason for, for not participating tonight is because he has beef with Megyn Kelly. She's one of the moderators and, you know, the blonde Fox host Fox girl. News yeah, host, yeah, Fox News host. He wants her to be gone completely from the debates. He doesn't want to be have to. He doesn't want her moderating. Fox uh, refused to get rid of her. Trump says she is biased against him. Right. I remember after the first debate he when she asked him actual questions yeah, that he tried to joke know. off, and then she pressed him for an answer yep, yep, yep. because that's such a lightweight thing to do. Exactly. You figured it out, Donald. After the first debate, he accused her of attacking him and even insinuate that she was on her period because that's the only logical reason one would not see eye to eye with Trump, right? Trump is really going to troll them hard because he's actually going to be, he's hosting an event where he's raising money for wounded veterans at the exact same time that the presidential debates are going to be on. This pisses me off so much because it's just so completely obvious to anyone but him that he's terrified of Megyn Kelly because she doesn't go along with whatever he says. And then I find it so disgusting that he's using wounded warriors in his little ploy to like take a stab at Fox News. Screw you. Exactly. You're not, honestly, you are not a patriot. I agree with you, girl. Well, yeah, so I obviously think that, at least in this scenario, I don't always agree with her, but in this scenario, that Megyn Kelly is a strong woman. Yeah, actually, I, this this whole situation made, I don't want to say a fan, but I supported her. Yeah. For probably I mean, once in my entire life. So, she, thanks, she, Donald. She was epic in that debate. Um, but speaking of powerful women, things looked 
A little different in the Senate following Snowstorm Jonas on Tuesday, only female senators and staff were present, which wasn't planned, and oh my fucking God, the media ate that shit up. Oh my God, only women are at the Senate today. Look how, does the Senate look different? Look, only the women were able to make it to work. We were just happy that people showed up to their jobs? Yeah, everyone was pointing out, saying things like, does this show that women are actually tougher and more dedicated than men? Yes, that, um, that's what I got from this. No, I mean, like, more more power to you, like you said, for uh, making it to your effing job, like millions of Americans across the East Coast. But oh it, if anything, this just highlights for me how little work our government actually does. I mean, do you want to know how many days the Senate is scheduled to be in session in 2016? How many? It's 365 days, so I'm going to take out weekends. I can't do math, so I'm not going to give you an answer. It's 149 days. What? Yeah, I mean, it must be nice to be them and to be, you know, like, oh my God, they went to work. Congrats. Now, another big political thing this week that was actually a thing worth talking about President Obama has issued an executive order banning solitary confinement for juveniles in the federal prison system. Not only that, this is all a a huge part of Obama's criminal justice reform push. It's also prohibiting federal correction officials from assigning solitary confinement to those who commit, quote, low-level infractions. And he's changing the rules that now the longest a prisoner can be punished with solitary confinement for their first offense is down to 60 days. Originally, it was at 365 days. So that's for any prisoner? Yes. Okay. Federal. Currently, there are 10,000 federal inmates who are held in solitary confinement, and there's 100,000 if we add state and federal prisoners together. So hopefully this changes the way we view this and realize that solitary confinement is actually... Torture? Yeah, it's (laughs) fucking torture. Because guess what? Being locked up in a small cell for 23 hours of the day kind of has really bad effects. And it's been found that it can cause hallucinations, panic attacks, paranoia, difficulties with thinking, concentration, and memory. So wake up call, America. Let's move away from this system because it's not actually working. President Obama made his case for why he was ending solitary confinement for juveniles in an op-ed for the Washington Post. And he spoke about the case of Khalif Broder. He was the, the young kid in New York who was sent to Rikers Jail in 2010. Um, after he was awaiting trial for stealing a backpack. He then spent two years in solitary confinement, was released in 2013 after never actually going to trial or being convicted. Oh my convicted, God, I forgot about that. And then he committed suicide at the age of 22. Yeah. So I'm hoping this prevents cases like that from happening oh. again. Uh, that wasn't the only news about juvenile prisoners. On Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that juvie life sentences must be provided an opportunity for parole. Juveniles who are currently serving life sentences without parole will now be able to apply for parole or ask for a new sentence. This ruling expands the court's decision on Miller v. Alabama, so now juveniles sentenced before 2012 can apply for these changes. All right, that's that's good. The Supreme Court made another huge decision this week, and it's actually being looked at as a huge victory for environmentalists and federal 
power regulators. In a six to two ruling, they rejected a challenge to a rule promoting electricity conservation. This ruling will now allow for the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to offer incentives to reduce power consumption during peak demand periods by paying large users like huge companies to curb their consumption during these peak hours. Of course, power companies were not down with that. They argued that this unfairly gave the FERC authority retail of power markets. The coal, natural gas, and nuclear industries see this ruling as, a, as taking a huge L because their profits have been dipping ever since uh, companies started switching to renewable energy. <laughs> You're messing with their money. <laughs> I know, but um, it's for the better of the country and the world, so I don't know. I'm kind of siding, I'm siding with the Supreme Court here. <laughs> well, let's move on to some actual entertaining things from this week. Okay, so the biggest entertaining thing has to be Kanye's Twitter fight with Wiz Khalifa. If you were on Twitter yesterday, I was. At any given time during the day, once this started happening, there were three to four different hashtags <laughs> trending at the same time about this one story. This. So it all started when Kanye, uh, ruler of the universe in his own mind, mm. anyways, uh, decided to change the name of his upcoming album, Swish, to Waves. Mm. Um, because he's Kanye and apparently he can do whatever he well, wants. Basically, Wiz started tweeting about the wavy hip hop movement and kind of like who started that, the Max origins. B, yeah. So Kanye responded, there was a bit of a back and forth. It wasn't like mean exactly. It was just like a back and forth. But then Wiz tweeted about KK, a strain of weed. But Kanye th thought he meant Kim K, as in his wife. And then all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. Kanye started attacking Wiz, saying he stole his stuff from Kid Cudi. Then Kanye started saying strange things like, he made it okay to wear tight pants. Oh, and of course, he was like continually calling himself the greatest of all time because that's just a yeah. Kanye staple. But then things got really ugly when Kanye went after Khalifa's baby mama, Amber Rose, saying things Former like, wife. but he says, you let a stripper trap you. And another one, I know you mad every time you look at your child, that girl got you for 18 years. He basically claimed to own said child. So Kanye, for some reason, yeah. owns Khalifa's child. I don't know. It got weird. Yeah. You know, here's the thing with this. I, I'm actually, I am a huge Kanye fan. Which I don't understand. Well, because his music's amazing. I will go hard for Kanye. I stuck with him after the Taylor Swift thing, after his rant on leather joggers and how he created them, when he said <laughs> that Kim Kardashian was more iconic than Michelle Obama. I still fucked with Kanye. But this is like where I have to draw the line. You and Wiz Khalifa, two grown men, are having a spat about the or origin of the wave. But then you have to drag someone's ex-wife that you used to fuck as well, yeah. and then their child into this. The like child. This, and this is slut shaming in the low. It's. I'm sorry. Last I checked, Kim Kardashian's claim to fame is that she made a sex tape with Ray J. Amber Rose, you keep calling her a stripper. I mean, both of them use their bodies. To, to like further their careers. So like, right. how, how are they any different? That's my thing. And it's like, and I'm not even shaming Kim Kardashian, I'm not shaming, but none of, you don't need to bring her into this and say you, you yeah. own a child, you're mad because your child is your trap that you, 
like, does that mean Ray J owns Northwest? <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like he goes out of his way to continue to like insinuate that Amber Rose is some sort of slut. And like, remember, like earlier last year, he made comments about how he had to take quote thirty showers after dating <laughs> Amber Rose to be able yeah. to get Kim Kardashian to fuck him. And I'm like, dude, that's on you. Don't try and keep bringing Amber Rose into this. She, you guys are over. Like the relationship yeah. is over. She hasn't been with you or with Khalifa in years. And I don't see why you have to keep if. If you want to have an argument with someone, do it. And only only include the people that are actually involved. And I would like to give this moment to shout out to Amber Rose for having the best response to all of this. Or she tweeted at Kanye West. Aw, at Kanye. Are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. And then she put the finger emoji. So what? bow down. Yes, queen. I love it. Kanye, that's what your ass gets for fucking with the wrong person. Like, don't ever come at someone's child because that's when it stops being fair. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I think men are going to come around now. Now that they know Kanye's into it, it's about time. People, Uh -uh. like, open up their holes and open up their minds. No, we're not talking about that. You have no shame. Twitter story, uh, Twitter fight one of two so let's move on to a twitter battle that was more up my alley uh rapper bob tweeted this weekend that he believes the earth is flat basically he (laughs) thinks that there's a government conspiracy (laughs) and it's to try to convince everyone in the world uh that it's it's round his tweets were bizarre questions like if Earth is round, why is the horizon always at eye level? What the fuck is that? I don't like what? Um, then he also had this this super, like, I mean, your mind is about to be blown. My mind is already blown. He said, blown. why aren't planes constantly flying into space? Because, you know, if they're going in a straight line mm. and the Earth is round. You know what? I've never looked at it that way. Whoop. I've never. <laughs> so anyways, exactly. He's just shedding light on these obvious obvious concerns so his tweets prompted neil degrasse tyson to correct him with science and uh tyson took the time to explain things like skylines and polaris and uh he did that via twitter the same medium that bob did he then tweeted at bob atl dude to be clear being five centuries regressed in your reasoning doesn't mean we can't still like your music, which I thought was very big of That's Tyson. That's so kind of him. Like, he's like, just because you're a moron, it's almost like how you feel about Kanye. Yeah, right? it's actually exactly how I feel about Kanye. All right. But uh, B.O.B. was so upset by Tyson's response to him, mm. he released a track Ooh. dissing Tyson. He released a diss track. With, yes, he released a diss track, which not only dissed Tyson and his sweater vest, oh. but incorporated, like, myriad conspiracy theories all the conspiracy theories you can think of Mm. um which has since been pulled from soundcloud i read the lyrics but i I couldn't find the actual song however government conspiracy they're shutting him down i know i know (laughs) the plot thickens but then tyson's nephew released (laughs) this is is real this is too much he released this epic rebuttal i want you to take a listen what about the change of seasons Wow. The planet spins around the sun, then you need more reasons. <laughs> it's very clear, rapping for fame. While I represent the culture and the spirit we claim. My oh, wow. Please. Check them for a while or hippies, please. Wow. Is Donald Trump the one that's feeding you all of this? Oh, I know. Dude. 
the rebuttal track to me is like just the it's the perfect degree of corny it's so where it's amazing all right let's move on to our last entertaining thing of the week uh pablo escobar former real life drug lord uh current star of netflix narcos is still making news even though he's in his grave crazy yeah workers demolishing a mansion in florida that he once owned have found a hidden safe weighing over a thousand pounds who knows what magnificent items are going to find in it. Now, the couple who currently own the home are calling it the, quote, holy grail. They're trying to get rich. Prior to purchasing the property, they weren't aware that it was once owned by Pablo Escobar. But once they found that out, they're like, gotta milk this for all it's worth. And (laughs) they decided to tear it down and also make a documentary about tearing the home down. I think they also hired treasure hunters to look for said safe. It's not that difficult. If you want me to come, like, take a crane through your house and sift through the debris, like, you don't have to be a treasure hunter. Also ridiculous. And then they're like, we're not opening the safe right now until we're in a safe location. You mean you're going to wait until the documentary comes out <laughs> to let everybody know what was in that safe, which is going to be nothing? Cool. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Can't believe that's a thing, clearly. But let's move on to our things that we officially can't believe are things. First up, Valentine's Day can be super tough. I mean, finding that gift that says just the right thing mm-hmm. is just so hard, right? I brought some Girl Scout cookies to help me get through this Valentine's Day. I'm well, really excited. Don't worry, Boo. Okay. I got you. Don't call me Boo. I know. That was on. weird. I shouldn't have said that. The Bronx Zoo has the perfect present to wow your special someone into the sack. Forget (laughs) naming a celestial body after them. For just $10, you can have one of tens of thousands of hissing cockroaches named after your babe. Yep, so it comes with a certificate. So you give them the certificate and you're like, I had a disgusting insect that harbors... This diseases. is what you do when you want to break up with someone. No, Die. no. It says, like, n- n- like our love could survive oh, a nuclear apocalypse. I hadn't thought of it that way. It's for that someone who just won't get out of your house. <laughs> you keep trying to get them out, but they say it's perfect in so many situations, really. Yeah, okay. Now, the next thing we can't believe is a thing is actually coming out just in time for Throwback Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Um, Uber has found the perfect way to distract drunk passengers from attacking the actual Uber driver. (laughs) And they're doing this by bringing back everyone's favorite childhood toy, Bop It. I hated that game. Really? Because I had Bop It Extreme and it was the shit. Now, they're having a (laughs) test run right now in North Carolina. Why there? Don't know. I guess people (laughs) drink a lot there. I have no fucking idea. And what they're doing is they leave the Bop It toys in the backseat of its cars. And the whole idea is that the drunk passenger is going to be so busy, like trying to screw it, pop it. Pop it, twist punch it, it twist it, lick it, and all that type Ew. of shit. That they'll be so they busy like doing that that they won't have time to like, <laughs> like physically or you know verbally assault their drivers anymore. Um, Uber has also tried. I believe it was in Washington. They tried installing mirrors in the back seat of the cars because I guess they thought you know if you see yourself doing something bad, you'll be less likely to continue doing it. Personally, mm. I feel like that just helped me apply my lipstick. But if I was drunk enough, though. <laughs> to attack my uber driver and i was sitting there and there was a mirror i might think that was like a stranger <laughs> who i could talk to <laughs> see it might a, get interesting 
So if you guys want to get more information on these topics, I know you do, and others that we didn't get a chance to discuss, follow us on social at More of the Things. And for those of you Friday devotees, happy Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Stop it. Screw it. <laughs>